0: I'm Jessica Trute and this is Short Take, a German film's podcast. Cinematographer and director Zamarin Wahdat was born in 1989 in Kabul, Afghanistan. She was just two years old when the family decides to leave the country due to the political situation, eventually finding a new home in Hamburg. She studied in Brighton at the School of Media, Film and Music at the University of Sussex, followed by a master's degree in cinematography and screenwriting at NYU Tisch School of the Arts in New York. Her professor, the director Carol Deisinger, approached Zamarin during this time and ask her to work as a cinematographer and translator on her documentary short film Learning to Skateboard in a War Zone If You Are a Girl. Samarin travels back to Afghanistan a short time later for the first time since her family fled. In 2020, the team of Learning to Skateboard in a War Zone If You Are a Girl receives the Oscar for Best Documentary Short Film. Samarin's directional debut follows in the same year. The short film Bambirak and Bambirak brings Zamarin the next big award. The film wins the prize for Best International Short Film at the Sundance Film Festival in 2021. Currently, Zamarin is developing this personal story into a 90-minute feature film that will be set in Hamburg and is planned as a German-French co-production. As a cinematographer, she's currently working on other short films as well as the documentary feature I am Sarah. I talked to Zamarin via Zoom for this interview. Hi Samarin, thank you for joining us today. Our podcast short take is meant to give our listeners a quick but better idea of you and your work. We are going to ask you 19 questions, some personal, some less so. There's no need to overthink the answers. It's all about having fun. So let's start with the first question.
1: How would you describe your current mood? Yeah, right now I feel rested because I just came from a one hour long swim and I have to ride. The feature of my short film, Bandirak. And in order to get in, into the mood of writing, I need some, like some time with myself, but some distraction as well. So swimming or running is the way to get myself into the zone and to feel relaxed.
0: Okay. What is your favorite way to spend time? My
1: favorite way to spend time is actually like going swimming for an hour and having, I don't know, I think a good book. I love to have a good book. I like to sometimes just sit and think and observe which I don't do a lot right at the moment because I'm working a lot so I think that's why like right now that's the way I like to spend my time and I don't do it a lot and I should do it more often yeah
0: okay sounds good what is your guilty pleasure
1: my guilty pleasure is unfortunately Nutella I don't know why I tried to make so many Nutellas myself without palm oil and with like healthy ingredients. And then you see the bottle of Nutella in someone's cupboard, and you just like crave for it. Like I imagine this is how it's like smoking because I don't smoke. And then if a the smoker sees the real cigarettes compared to the e-cigarettes, it's like a craving. <laughs> when no one's watching, you eat. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay. It's funny how a guilty pleasure gets you to be so creative with your own recipes. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: (laughs) What is the favorite job you've done out of all the jobs you've done before? And it doesn't have to be film related, but it can be.
1: Oh, actually, it is film-related. I once shot a short film in Florida, and we were shooting in North Florida a story about, like, a little girl who's obsessed with mermaids. And we had a scene where I could actually swim with Marmo, like it's the sea cow, you know, the really big sea cows who eat like who live in the swamps and who in the rivers. They just eat plants in the water. And we had a professional person who guided us and I was there with a small camera. And there was a moment where the baby the baby's big too just took me like on its back. I don't know how many minutes. It felt like forever, but it was just two minutes. And it was on his back and just loaded with him with the camera, like just shooting and um it just felt so magical being so close to like a living swimming being and what is interesting about them because we were told not to be above them until they take you because they don't have a good eyesight but they have 3,000 hairs covering the whole body and they feel everything that's how they see they see by touch and by feeling so he just put me on his back and I didn't like went for it but he just took me and then I just let it go it was I think it was my favorite working moment
0: wow That sounds so magical and crazy a little bit. Is this in the final film, the
1: scene you shot on the back of this sea cow? I think it is, yeah. Um, Yes. The film is still not finished. It's still in the edit, but it is, yeah.
0: Great. Something to look forward to. Yeah. What do you most appreciate in your friendships?
1: honesty and being honest and being reliable or there when you need them that is I think the two things I value in my friendship I'm glad I have friends who are like that I try to be a friend like that too
0: (laughs) (laughs) great do you have any real life heroes any real life heroes
1: that's a tough question that's like what's your favorite book and you're like oh god there's so many (laughs) Um, oh, that's a really difficult question. I guess my real life hero is my grandma, like family related and her, her way of thinking her way of being and living and dealing with everything that happens to her in life. She's my real life hero. And from the people who I admire or like look up to, I think there are a lot of real life heroes. But right now, because I'm working on that project as well, it's, um, I think it's Sarah Madini and Yusra Madini. They're like the two both of them are swimmers I don't know if you know their story but like I'm working with them right now on their documentary and I've been so close with them and they're so young and they inspire so many refugees and like Sarah was just on the sea watch for two months and um, helping the new immigrants coming, to providing even though she lived through a trauma herself six years ago and Yusra just continued swimming despite the fact what happened to them and leaving their country and now is in the refugee Olympic and they're so young she's 23 and the older sister's 26 so they really inspire me when I see how positive they are how light-hearted they are how they enjoy life and this. they've been through so much and they still continue i look now towards younger people who inspire me Mm.
0: wow that's great i mean it's so important to have people like this who care for other people even though they um, had a hard time themselves if you weren't a director or cinematographer what would you be
1: You know, I always wanted to become an astronaut when I was a kid. It was like I was fascinated by space. I am not sure if I would have been one. So your eyesight needs to be good. And there's a lot of, I think, obstacles for me in a way. But I guess my dream job would have been an astronaut.
0: Which real life or fantasy talent would you like to have?
1: Ah. Oh, special powers. That's why you mean fantasy. So I can choose and pick and choose. Yeah. Oh. I would like to be able to fly by myself without wings like a bird. Mm -hmm. Like, spread your arms and fly. (laughs) Now I have a
0: good message because this is the question you look forward to. What is the last book
1: you read? Oh, (laughs) actually, it's Bird by Bird by Annie Lamott. Mm -hmm. She herself is a writer and she wrote a book about the process of writing in a way from her perspective though and how she became a writer and yeah i i read it for the second time i read it like four years ago and then i reread it again because it really inspired me a lot it's very philosophical very personal but in the same time very universal Mm -hmm. just about writing and life in general yeah it just helps me to get the pressure off the writer good and be more open and Mm -hmm. write fluently so it inspires me to to get started Mm -hmm.
0: okay do you have any literary heroes or a heroine?
1: Yeah, you know, for a long, long time, Momo was my hero. I think still is. It is one of my favorite books and always on nice my bookshelf. And I think it's about this little girl who lives in this abandoned stadium and her five friends who still try to save the world as they know it and don't get absorbed by the grey man. I read it like 15 years ago. But I think it was her will and her not giving into the system that is imposed on them by the fictional city and trying to save her friends until the end i think for me she was the character that was so strong by not knowing how strong she was and she just believed in the good so she continued to fight for her friends and her life her kind of world and i think that book actually is so timeless because when you look upon now i think there are a lot of people like momo around us like Greta, who you know, like the gray man could be seen as the industrialization and the economics that are still going on, and she's fighting for it. So, I think there's always a Momo in life. Momo is not literally a hero. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Very nice thought. So, what was the last movie or TV series you saw?
1: Oh, that's a good one. The last TV series I Oh, yeah. So I'm just coming out of a TV show, so I watched a lot just for prepping. <laughs> okay. And it wasn't a long time ago. You know, the last TV show I can tell you what I mm-hmm. watched, but that was a month ago, was True Detective season 1
0: Oh, great show.
1: Great show, yeah. And it was out of preparation reason for the TV series I shot. But the last film, I'm not a TV show person at all. Like, when I watched them, I watched them for a reason. But I really liked it. But I do love films. Oh, I, I remember, I remember. It was the first film of Fatih Akin, because I never watched it in my life, about the three friends. It's called Head On Gegen Die Wand. I, I watched it last week, um, in order just to see where he started at, because I never watched his first debut film. And I must say, I, I really liked it. Yeah, me too. Somehow there was something about it that I really, really liked, and I also saw inspiration from the, from Martin Scorsese's gangster movies. <laughs> And I know it's an old film for now, but there was something about the characters and the way he told the story that I really enjoyed and I loved his casting.
0: Yeah, Sibel Kekili was great in this role, I think.
1: Yeah, and I don't think it was his his first film. I'm not sure about it. I think it was the second film, but yeah, I wanted to watch it because I was like, I need to see what he did, and he's from Hamburg, and yeah, and it was such a long time ago, I watched Soul Kitchen, and I just wanted to see what he did. Yeah,
0: good choice. Do you have a favorite German film or series?
1: Oh, I have a favorite German film. It is Lore by Kate Schottman. It's considered a German film, though, even though the director wasn't German. (laughs) But it's a German production directed by Kate Shortland and shot by Adam Ackerpuff And I love everything about it. And it takes... What I like about it is the way they tell the story. And it's about after the Second World War when the Americans came in. It's from the perspective of a German Nazi family where the children grew up with that ideology and not knowing any other world, and the father was in the SS and the mom was also a big supporter and of course they had to flee now because the Americans are coming so the story follows actually the older daughter and the three siblings and they get abandoned by the parents because the father knows what he did and the mother is just leaving them as well she just tells them to go to Hamburg with their grandmother and to save themselves there and seeing that through the perspective of the oldest daughter who obviously grew up with an ideology in mind as a child that was from the Hitler Jugend. I never put myself into that perspective. And I think the film did a lot of work in order to try and make us understand what it meant for children to grow up this way and what it means to re-educate and see, like, you know, see the world again differently because it was the film itself and also the way they They shot it, the way they edited it was so intimate and personal and who she meets on the way and how she changes. It is actually not just one of my German favorite films. It's one of my favorite films in general. Okay.
0: Do you know where we can watch it?
1: Yeah, you can watch it on YouTube for (laughs) $3.99. So you can watch it on YouTube or maybe even on movie. I think. It could be on movie as well. It's from 2012. Okay, I have to
0: check that out. Alright, what was the last podcast you listened to?
1: I don't listen to podcasts that, that often. Okay. But the last podcast I listened to was almost a year ago and it was 1619, kind of a, they call it long form journalism project. It was developed by Nico Hannah Jones mm-hmm. and writers from the New York Times Magazine and it follows her own family tree onto her grand grandfather who was enslaved and was taken from Africa back then over to America by ship and they got enslaved and she she just went back in time and followed her family tree. And through that, she found, of course, other stories and has interviews with different people who had similar paths. Like, listening to that podcast was really reading, like reading a really good book or watching a really, really good and sophisticated movies. I listened to it via iTunes, but I think it's also on Audible.
0: Okay, great. So the next question, what do you like most about yourself?
1: Oh. (laughs) What do I like most about myself? That I can sit by myself for a whole day without getting bored. I can keep myself company. I think that's what I like most.
0: It sure helps during something like a corona lockdown, I think. (laughs) It
1: does, really. Perfect.
0: Yeah, it does help. Which trait do you dislike most in
1: yourself? You know, I wish the opposite was, like, I wish I could be more with people and would love to hang out with like, party and go to bars, but I can just do it to a certain extent because it exhausts me and yeah i dislike about myself that when i get tired and when i'm like social and sure have to be present all like people have fun in their life in the bar and when and i'm tired then i cannot be social sure. i just become quiet and want to go home it doesn't happen in lots but that's why i don't go out a lot and just go out when i know i can do it like I, can, I have enough energy and also what i dislike about myself is i forget things the whole time i always lose my keys my cards my glasses uh, I forget things at places and I have to track back where they are. And so, yeah, I hate that about myself that I forget things everywhere and lose things. And it's just like sorry of my life every time. <laughs> and I'm so mad at myself. And I don't learn. It happens all the time again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's a trade. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a trade.
0: <laughs> what was the last thing you regretted and why? It also can be a small thing. These are good, good questions. These are like deep questions I never think about. It's already a good sign if you have to think about it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it might be a good sign that I, that I, um, yeah, that I have to think for a long time into life. yeah. Yeah. You said it can be also a really small thing, right? It's also fine if you have nothing to regret. Yeah. Usually, you know, when small things happen, like I get angry at a person or you have a fallout, I cannot be still until I go to the person and apologize. So it's like, I usually an hour later or a day later, I apologize already. <laughs> <laughs> because otherwise I can't like think clearly. So then the regret is gone, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, but of course there's things you regret, which are like way in the past, that you tend to forget them, So uh, you force yourself to forget them, so you're like, okay, do you want to revisit that place or not? So yeah, usually like, for small things I don't, I go and apologize with flowers or with something. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah oh, I just apologize straight away an hour later and because I hate to feel regretful I just can't do it yeah
0: it's not a nice feeling so no yeah I understand that is there a random thing that makes you happy yeah a lot of things make me happy <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. Yeah, like for instance, chocolate makes me happy. Chocolate ice cream makes me very happy. <laughs> if I can have a scoop of chocolate ice cream and I'm in a bad mood before, I'm in a good mood afterwards. It's very easy, like, to make me happy. Or like little surprises. Or you know, like everyday things make me very happy. Going to a lake, or um, but yeah, chocolate ice cream, Kinder Penguin makes me very happy. <laughs> really random but it does make me happy childhood and it's yummy perfect answer (laughs) (laughs) okay do you have a life motto oh my god i hate nike for that that they took that slogan but it's actually just do it you know don't think and just do it and now i'm like i want to say it and i was like no i can't just say the nike slogan but there was a really smart person behind that slogan (laughs) Yeah, I was always a dreamer. I always just followed them without thinking they're not realistic or they're unrealistic or what will come out of it. I really didn't care what will come out of it or didn't think ahead if it's worth it to do or to pursue or not. I just believed in know, when I was the only person. <laughs> and I was called, oh, she's dreaming too much and she's always dreaming. So I think that's my life matter.
0: Yeah, it turned out good for you. Yeah. We're already at the last question, which is very philosophical. How would you like to be remembered?
1: Free. That is really philosophical. Um, I think people should remember one with a smile.
0: Okay. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much as well. It
1: was a pleasure to talk to you. It was not the usual questions I get. That's why I really liked it. It was more like, it actually was more reflecting. It was like a therapy, maybe. (laughs) It was a little bit like a therapy session. Yeah, thank you so much.
0: Short Take is produced by Jessica Trute on behalf of German Films, the National Information and Advisory Center for the promotion of German films worldwide. To find out more about Zamarine's work, check out the links in our show notes. To stay up to date with our episodes and help us get the word out, follow us on Instagram and like, comment and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts.